Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good morning and welcome back to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm your host, Shelley Harrison, with another episode of Amplify Your Influence, a lively show featuring speakers, authors, presenters, and presenters who are on the cutting edge of top-level success in their companies. This show will bring you intriguing people across the country who have successfully amplified their influence on stage, television, and other media platforms. And today we are talking with our dedicated dude, Dr. Fred Moss, and he is a transformational restorative coach, life optimization excuse me, optimization specialist, tongue twister there, author, creator of Welcome to Humanity, and accredited keynote speaker. And our topic today is the greatest threat in the world is not what you think. And you have the cure. So let me introduce Dr. Fred. I'm going to say a little bit about him here. And Dr. Fred is a mental health advocate, psychiatrist, serving in many capacities. As I mentioned, he's a keynote speaker, uh, psychiatry expert witness, podcaster, mental health coach, and filmmaker. He has a desire to help be real and heard, and he has been the driving force leading him to multiple settings and roles as a psychiatrist over the years and compelling him to continually look for better, more effective ways to provide the highest quality care to align people with their truest self, to deliver into an eagerly awaiting world. He is the amazing creator of Welcome to Humanity, the True Voice Course, Healing the Healer, and Global Madness. Coming to us live from Grass Valley, California, Dr. Fred, happy Monday and welcome to the show. And thank you for gracing us with your incredible wisdom and perspectives on today's show. How are you? I'm doing fine, Shelley. It's really great to hear your voice. Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I hear that there's a lot of women speakers here, so I'm a little bit of a change of pace, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure we can have a great conversation and really, really deliver some uh, some uh, compelling and interesting ideas, maybe uh, charismatic and perhaps even a bit controversial. Absolutely, Dr. Fred. And we are always looking for pers- the perspective from men because we know that, you know, obviously you, like in this case, you have so much wisdom to share with us today, and I can't wait to get into this. And I want to start with the topic. I know that, you know, this topic is very near and dear to you. The greatest threat in the world is not what you think, what you think it is, and you have the cure. So let's let's start with that. Um, give us an idea of what what you mean by this. Right. So I think if you ask most people right now what the greatest threat in the world, there's some answers out there that are ready-made. Some people might Mm -hmm. say it's a virus. Other people might say it's global warming. There's other people who might say it's racism or sex trafficking 
or maybe some people would say that it's war or that the economy crashing or an upcoming election. There's a lot of things out there that are really major calamities, and each one of them single-handedly could put a big dent in all of humanity. And so I don't mean to diminish the importance of any of those. They're all massive, and they're all earth- and life-threatening in many ways. But I believe that the greatest threat in the world isn't any of those things. The greatest threat in the world, as I see it, is that we as humanity are collectively giving up our access to speak and express our truest voice. Now, you might say, Fred, that's, that's pretty interesting. How are you putting that ahead of all the others? And the way that I'm doing yeah. that, Shelley, is when I look at all of those particular threats to society, Mm-hmm. I see that the only answer that's available for any of them is going to require honest-to-goodness, authentic discourse between humans. If we can't have conversations, mm-hmm. if we can't speak our truest self, if we can't listen to other speak- people speaking their truest self, none of these issues are ever going to be surmounted. We're never going to be on the other mm-hmm. side of any of these threats if we can't actually have real and, and honest, genuine conversations, which require our true voice. So collectively, mm-hmm. we need to be able to speak our truest voice to put the fire out on any of these. And in and of itself, it's the greatest threat. It's like the greatest threat to a fire would be if we didn't have an extinguisher or if there was no water, then the fire would just run rampage. And that's sort of what I'm saying here. The greatest threat to all of the world's problems is that we collectively are backing off, you know, uh, uh, from speaking our very truest self for many, many reasons that people have, and we're no yeah. longer communicating effectively with each other. Wow. that I mean, that is very insightful. And when you gave the analogy of the fire, that just kind of, you know, when you, when you think of all the threats in the world right now, you know, and if there was more communication, more people spoke up and, and shared their true, authentic voice, it, I mean, I, I see why you have this, you know, this passion for what you're doing. And, you exactly. know, you also, yeah, yeah, and you also share speaking authentically is a requirement for a life well-lived and the prerequisite for healing of all conditions of all types. And, you know, let's expand a little more on this because this is something, this is your life's work. And, you know, your background, I mean, you're highly educated, you know, you've, you've done some, I mean, very extraordinary work with your articles and things that you've done in, in your career. Um, but let, let's talk about, you know, just that, that true voice and being able to, you know, really cure this from the perspective of speaking your true voice. Right. So, you know, I did go to medical school, and uh, in medical school, we learn a lot of procedures. We learn a lot of diagnoses. We learn a lot of what Mm -hmm. to do when. Uh, You know, we hear certain buzzwords or we get certain indications of particular diseases, and then we um, have to step in and get to be doctors or healers in the best of worlds. Now, that's in the medical field, and there are many other healing fields out there that are not uh, simply conventional medicine. There's certainly all the touch medicines, all the Ayurvedic medicines, and, uh, um, you know, craniosacral, and then there's um, acupuncture, and many other healers out there who heal using other very effective modalities. 
One thing that we've always known is that the relationship between the healer and the healing is requires a, a really um, requires a, a a resonance, a harmonic resonance, in order to be effective. So no one would ever doubt that having a good relationship or being able to resonate effectively with your healer is uh, is a desirable trait. But I take it one step yeah. further, and I've known some clinicians who simply by listening and having conversations with people have healed or, in fact, cured system, symptoms that otherwise appear to be maybe physiological or physical in nature, everything from earaches yeah. to knee pain, etc. Yeah. And the whole idea here is that we want nothing more as humans than to be heard for who we are and to be respected for who we are and who we're not. Each and every human exactly. on the earth is interested in this. And therefore, oh, at, the heart of all, at the heart of all healing is the mm-hmm. importance of actually connecting and uh, sharing our true voice with each other. Yes, and, and we're going to get a little bit more into that. Right now I'm going to take a quick break, uh, and we're going to recognize one of our sponsors and partners. Uh, Women Lead Radio is brought to you by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good and are working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. Thank you for your support, Microsoft, and all of our sponsors and partners. And now we're back to Amplify Your Influence on Women Lead Radio with my extraordinary guest, Dr. Fred Moss. So, you know, Dr. Fred, we kind of left on the note of, you know, the true authentic voice. And with your new course, I know that it's aimed at healing disenchanted healers. What are you most excited about with this course? Because it all kind of comes together with, you know, your just your entire um, portfolio of, of what you're what you're working on. So let's let's right. talk about so that a little course, bit more. I think you're re- the course that I think you're referring to, Shelley, is the course called Healing the Healer, and you can find that at healingthehealer.online. And I, the thing I really love about that course is it goes after my brethren. It goes after my homies, my colleagues, my people, the people who were um, called into the healing field because they knew that they had some sort of gift or some sort of blessing or some sort of passion for helping people and really felt that they could. Mm-hmm and that they would if they stepped into the nursing field or they stepped into the um, medical field or they stepped into any of the alternative health fields. That as healers, they knew that they had found something that could actually give them a purpose in life. Now, over time, many of these people have learned that the job itself is quite a bit different than what they thought it was going to be. And they have fallen out of grace and fallen out of that harmonic resonance and are no longer aligned with what they do day to day. They spend so much time doing other things at their job, whether it be just um, you know, uh, administrative things or charting or 
setting up their day and in some cases yeah. actually per- performing clinical um, interventions that they are no longer aligned with, that the, maybe their business or their mm-hmm. company asked them to do that are not aligned with what they know are the best healing mechanisms out there. So this has led to mm-hmm. a great deal of fracture, a great deal of duplicity of our human heart and soul. And these mm-hmm. people, the healers, are often no longer aligned with what they, they went into the field with and find themselves, what I say, disenchanted. So Healing the Healer yeah. is a course that I created directed at that group of people because, and I know that because I'm one of them as well, right. who really um, <laughs> yeah. are looking for how to get realigned and reharmonize themselves. Because like tuning mm-hmm. forks, if we're going to resonate with our clients, our patients, our coaches, our, um, <clears throat> our healers, our healies, if you will, then we're going to have to be fairly pure in our presentation and be aligned with ourselves. The more aligned we are with ourselves, the more we're able to pass that along and create an environment where healing becomes just a natural subset, a natural correlate of the environment itself by creating that resonating communication track. Yes, and you know what, I, I want to give you some a shout-out because when we talked, it was probably last October or maybe even before that, and my doctor wanted to put me on a particular prescription. And you and I had conversations, you know, many conversations about, you know, the fact that you want to really kind of help people to get off the medications. You know, if they need to take them, you know, for life, you know, life-threatening reasons or something like that, that's one thing. But if there are things that, you know, people can come off of and just simply use other modalities to treat those things, and and you helped me to really minimize how many medications I had to take. And I, I really want to applaud you for that because that's something, just the awareness and, you know, and, and I use my true voice with my doctors by advocating for myself when, you know, when I had uh, different, you know, um, appointments and, and interactions with my own doctors. So thank you for that because that was something that without your – insight and, you know, understanding kind of the path that you're on, that really helped me to to make a change in my own life. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, thank you for the acknowledgement. And I'm, I do remember yes. those conversations, and I'm so glad that we were able to have a positive impact on your life. Yes. So you speak oh, to and, something and really too, important Dr. here. You, you speak yes. to this yes. idea of the medications being maybe not as effective as they're marketed to be. And in some cases, the medicines coming out of these laboratories actually perpetuate the symptoms they're marketed to treat. And I think that goes as no surprise for most people's ears not here. Now, I want to make a disclaimer that uh, to your listeners, which is if you are on a medicine or you have a diagnosis and you feel that it fits you and you're as good as you could ever hope yourself to be by taking Mm -hmm. those medicines, then by no means am I suggesting that you should come off of those medicines. If you have found a combination that works for you so that you're happy with the way that your life goes and you feel optimized, then please continue down that road. It's quite a gift, quite a a unique and, um, uh, you know, rare gift to find something that's actually working for someone in this lifetime. 
So if you are the client or a patient, I have a diagnosis and a treatment plan that's working for you. Please continue down that road. Now, the people we are speaking to, Shelley, are the hundreds Mm -hmm. of millions of people who are not in that category. There are many people who feel like they've been misdiagnosed or their medicines or treatments are not doing them the very best and that they wish that their Mm -hmm. life was better, and they're pretty sure that that the treatment plan that they have is not optimized. For that group of people, we like to look at alternatives. We like to look at, well, what could you do? Maybe the medicines are actually not helping as much as you hope. Maybe they're even making things worse or heightening the symptoms in some cases. And in many cases, maybe they're even causing a whole different set of symptoms that you then have to treat with other forms of of, um, intervention. Right, right. I really love, (laughs) go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to hear you. Yeah, so I think that the real, the real point here is once you start looking at these medicines, you know, one of the biggest things I like to tell my, my psychiatric patients, I, I'm a psychiatrist and, you know, have been a psychiatrist since 1988, so quite a little while here. And oh, yeah. I was in mental health for eight years prior to that as well. So I've been in mental health since um, 1980. Um, one of the things I like to tell people is that, you know, why do you, when you ask yourself, why do you take your medicines in the first place? It's because you're pretty sure there's something wrong with you. But maybe, just right. maybe, there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe this response of discomfort that you have, this response of fear or depression or even being nervous or anxious or being scattered or aimless or having trouble sleeping or maybe having trouble in social arenas or having trouble with previous trauma that you've had, maybe those Mm -hmm. are all actually normal human responses. And Mm -hmm. if you give yourself that kind of grace, because each of us can relate to all of those things, then maybe you don't need a medicine to somehow try to right the wrong or to fix the pathway. You know, Shelley, we don't blame Mm -hmm. a log for burning in a fire. And mm-hmm. in the case that we're talking about here, this is a crazy world, if you haven't noticed. And being a bit confused in the world <laughs> here, being afraid mm-hmm. for the future or being upset or resentful or confused about the past or direction that you might be on might just mm-hmm. be another form of normalcy because each of us have that particular experience as humans. And that's where Welcome to Humanity mm-hmm. steps in, by the way. Yes, and let's expand on that because that that is a very uh, just a, a program or not really a program but a movement. Let's talk about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Welcome to Humanity was uh, essentially designed in the um, uh, in the last ten years uh, at various levels before it finally resurf- or finally surfaced. I'd say in 2016, where it really became a brand item. And Welcome to Humanity now is kind of a self-explanatory notion, the idea being that each and every experience we're having as humans, whether it be on the ecstatic, miraculous, extremely pleasurable side, or if it's on the miserable, very painful, um, unspeakable, heinous, you know, barbaric side, you know, wherever it is, yeah. these are exquisite experiences that we are offered in this short lifetime of ours. Now, I'm, am I saying that it's exquisite to have a barbaric experience? No, I'm not saying quite that. What I am saying is that we get a sample of all of the human experience in this lifetime of ours, 
and that each of them can be respected for what they are and the teachings and learnings we gain from them. Now, when we are able to embrace the human experience to include not only the great things, not only the super uncomfortable things, but also the mm-hmm. uncomfortable ones, the ones that leave us in a fair amount of uh, disarray or chaos, and we can recognize those as being just as exquisite in their own right as the, un- as the comfortable ones, we have come a long way. And that's where we can really get to this notion that maybe, just maybe, there's nothing wrong with you at all. And maybe having these yeah. unpleasant experiences that have you believe that there's something wrong with you only put you in the middle of the pack. Because each and every yeah. one of us, Shelley, knows that there's something wrong with us. And in fact, that's, right. that's almost yeah. a sign of being normal, is knowing that there's something wrong with you in particular. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I really reflect on I, every morning, and I, I think I've shared this with you, every morning I, I have my Miracle Morning uh, routine that I do. And in it, I also do a lot of um, you know, where I do just the reading and I do, you know, the the mindfulness where I go on to an app, which is Headspace, and I'll do, you know, my just thinking about what I'm feeling and, and how I'm going through the day and, and what, you know, what I can do to change what my, you know, what my mindset is and, you know, get in a better mood or something like that. So I think doing those kind of things where you're doing meditation and you're doing those modalities, don't you think that kind of helps people to get in a better frame of mind and then, you know, thinking about, well, gosh, you know, maybe I do have these things that, you know, that are making me feel this way. However, you can shift that thinking very easily. That's a very good point, Shelley. So, yes, meditation and sort of hovering over the top of the whole human experience and realizing mm-hmm. that we are not simply our feelings and we are not simply our, um, you know, our little pains and sufferings at all. We, and not, that, not to diminish yeah. them, by the way, but that we are not simply that. There is a greater self, a, a uh, more divine self that we can have access to that actually gets what I'm saying is true. And meditation is such mm-hmm. a beautiful route. Meditation or mind, um, you know, um, um, setting the mind frame um, in a in a way that allows us to detach from our, uh, you know, from our personal concerns and pains and suffering is a great pathway to get a view, uh, you know, a view through mindfulness or through even through nutrition or through um, yeah. uh, nature is another way or culture and arts is another way really getting ourselves away from ourselves and out of our own way so we can see the mm-hmm. overall um, divinity in all of life. Yes, yeah, that you're, you are just full of wisdom, and I, and I love our conversations. And, you know, one thing that I do want to kind of touch on, because this was, you know, something that I, you know, I was going to have you on the show or we had you scheduled, and something, you know, you encountered something, a serious health scare, can you tell us a little bit about that and how it impacted your life? Sure. Yeah, on March 20th this year, I was sitting, um, I was actually standing about two feet away from where I am right now, and I was uh, mm-hmm. in a workout with my personal trainer, and I stretched left, and then something popped. 
And what popped was inside of my chest. And he said he wondered if I had had a cramp. And I let him know that it was definitely not a cramp. And it turns out that I had a ruptured aorta. I had a dissecting aortic aneurysm that actually blew up at that moment. And, um, you know, we had to act quickly. I had to make a decision. I had only two choices. I could die or I could call 911. And um, I'm not in a hurry to call 911. That's not really the way I roll usually. Um, But after a brief discussion with my wife, we decided to go there. And things worked like clockwork. And I was able to have emergency open-heart surgery just 13 weeks ago today. And um, I get myself entirely repaired with a new, I have a new Dacron aorta, and I have, um, you know, a couple mm-hmm. different repairs of a valve here and a valve there down in my abdomen as well. And I'm walking mm-hmm. around now creating a life that is actually built on this gift that I was returned yeah. back to the surf for a reason. And it mm-hmm. seems to me like we all have our own reasons, but there's a level of urgency and a level of calmness, if you will, a level of... Um, you know, groundedness that comes from being back here after the event. But I want to say one thing about the event. The event is not a heart disease event. It's an event where the pathway out of my heart split open. And I have spoken openly about the possibility or about the contribution that, you know, duplicitous ways of being, like maybe not allowing my love to be expressed or having two different ways of looking at life, um, actually stress the highway out of my heart the same way that a traffic jam does mm-hmm. in downtown Los Angeles. And mm-hmm. it's possible that there has been a, you know, it's entirely possible that this was an energetic outflow issue. And now keeping a lower profile and a lower blood pressure and really keeping myself a little bit more focused on eyes on the prize, helping people to communicate straightforward and honestly with themselves so as not having to uh, face a duplicity is a route towards healing not only of the people you're with but healing of yourself. And I think once we start really focusing on that, the, the kind of impact we can make on all the issues we named earlier, you know, we need to have our true voice. And in order to do that, we first need to be true. And in order to be true, we need to be authentic and resonant with what we really stand for. And when we're that, we open the space for people around us to also share that. And then to bring healing to the world becomes a possibility in a world that is really, I mean, you have to admit, our backs up are against the wall. Our backs are up against the wall. And it's not clear how we're going to come out of this. And uh, one thing that's clear is that we better better be at our very best if we want to have any hope of, uh, a non, you know, of, a, of a non-calamitous future. Yeah, and you know, and I just want to say, Dr. Fred, I mean, I I love the way that you truly bounced back. I mean, if it's 13 weeks, it seems like it was a little bit longer than that. But I think, you know, each day that goes by, I know that you are committed to really contributing to the world and, and helping people on a very big scale. Um, I know we only have a couple of minutes left, and, and I wanted to kind of ask, you know, and I'm curious, with this health scare, what do you think the message is or was from that experience that leads your life today? 
Well, you know, I think I don't have time to dilly-dally around. I'm 65 years mm-hmm. old. It really was exactly 13 weeks ago today that I had this event. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you come back after it, – it's life is a miracle anyways. It was a miracle on March 19th, the day before the event. It was it's always been a miracle. But when you get reminded mm-hmm. of how quickly it can be swept away, there's something that – is here about, well, can I stand for what I say? Can I do this without stuttering or stammering, without um, feeling silenced or stymied or muffled or muted? And the answer is yes. I have, I stand for this because it's not something I learned in the medical journals. It's something I learned when I was like two or three years old. And we all know Mm -hmm. it to be true. And that is that Human connection is what we're at really after more than anything. That's why you and I are talking, and it's why, you know, a million people have been listening, because what we want more than anything is to connect with our human tribe. And I feel like I've been given a gift to come back and actually be, um, you know, a stand for that, to actually be someone who can be an ambassador for bringing humanity together and communicating effectively to take on life's problems. And not only that, to be heard once and for all so that we don't go to our graves with our song unsung, as Henry David Thoreau so rightfully put forth. Wow, and you are definitely an advocate, Dr. Fred. And, you know, I know that our listeners would want to reach out to you. We're we're about, you know, 30 seconds away from, from the show ending. Quickly, if you can tell us how people could reach you. Right. The best way to reach me is at my super cool website called Dr. Fred, drfred360.com. And everything that I'm up to is there. So you can get my courses, you can get my articles, you can get my podcast, you can get um, uh, how to get a discovery call with me, which I'd be uh, open, open to have with any of your listeners. We could do a free discovery call. And you can get uh, oh, my book wonderful. as well. I have a couple books and said drfred360.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dr. Fred. And that is our show for today. We hope you gain new ideas and wisdom from our powerful guest, Dr. Fred Moss. Thank you, Dr. Fred, for being our dedicated dude today on Women Lead Radio on Amplify Your Influence. And a special thanks to all of our listeners in the U.S. and our international listeners and followers, too. We'll be back again for another Women Lead Radio show Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's been my absolute pleasure to be your host today. And thank you for listening. And remember to build your influence authentically and compassionately. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.